Welcome to your podcast or mine, where the creative minds behind the mic are interviewed. Now, let's get things started. Here's your host, Sherry. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Your Podcast or Mine. I'm Sherry, and I'm speaking with Joel, one of the creative minds behind the podcast Friends and Slayers. Thank you for joining me today, Joel. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Why don't you start with a brief description of Friends and Slayers for those who don't know what your podcast is about. Okay, well, our show is a D&D actual play podcast. So we sit around and we play Dungeons and Dragons and we make pop culture references and we just have fun with each other. Right now, our story is in the middle of our, I guess, our first chapter. Our party, we don't have a name for ourselves yet, but our party is in the middle of uncovering several mysteries that are going on at the Liberation Festival in Berkton. And right now we are actually playing matchmaker for a a, a hermit-like duke at the noble grounds of the festival. So it's it's pretty exciting. <laughs> I've listened to a couple of episodes. I listened to the, the trailer, basically, the first episode. I hope rather. you enjoyed them. Oh, yeah, I did. I'm not a Dungeons & Dragons player, but certainly I grew up in the 80s, so I was familiar with it. But the resurgence of its popularity, I think, probably came from a lot of celebrities saying that they play the game. Like I know Joe Manganiello is an avid uh, Dungeons and Dragons player, and you know he's he's admitted that he plays Sofia Vergara not so much, but <laughs> he oh likes yes, to Joe play it. Joe uh, was Manganiello. He was on yeah. uh, Critical Role, which is how I got back into Dungeons and Dragons. Actually, I just binged watched pretty much the whole first campaign of Critical Role, and I was just like, man, I really need to get back into Dungeons & Dragons. Do you think that uh, Stranger Things caused a resurgence of Dungeons & Dragons also? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely did Stranger Things help with that. I mean, Critical Role certainly had a huge role in that too, but, I mean, that's more of a niche market. Then you have Stranger Things, which is on Netflix, which everybody watches Netflix. So I absolutely think Stranger Things has a huge part in this overall resurgence of Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, I love Stranger Things, and I really, I think it really means a lot that the campaign adventure that they're playing in the first season got adapted as an actual D&D campaign. So now you can buy it and play that adventure. Absolutely, I think that was a huge influence. That's really cool. So moving ahead, uh, how did you you and your co-host meet? And first of all, for those who don't know, how many of you get together to play, and how did you meet each other and decide to do a podcast? Okay, well, there are four of us that get together regularly. There's our DM, Alex, me, 
I that I play the barbarian Gorum and Reggie. My friend Zach, who is our bard Orlando Nash, and our friend Tony, who is our paladin Marhalt. So that's kind of like the core crew. We have two additional players that kind of pop in and out whenever they're available. Matt, who plays Slon in the first couple episodes, and Josh, but we call him Sponge. He is Aldrin, and he's in a couple of the, the episodes as well. But you know how real life is. It kind of it affects people different ways. So sometimes they're in and sometimes they're out. How we all met, I know Alex and Zach have known each other since high school, middle school. Like they go back a ways back. Zach and I met right towards the end of high school, beginning of college. We worked together at Pizza Hut. He was actually the best man in my wedding last year. And Tony, he is friends with Zach. After Zach moved to Texas, he started working this job, and that's where he met Tony. So we were all big into Dungeons and & Dragons, and we were playing – a different campaign setting. Uh, Alex was our DM. And one night we were just, we had a D&D chat on Facebook. And we we're just chatting back and forth. And Tony said, you know, we should really record these sessions for posterity because we say a lot of funny stuff. And I'd love to just be able to listen back. And that's, I said, well, Zach had talked to me earlier about doing a podcast. And it just snowballed from there. So here we are. Like, we launched, what, June? So, or June or August? So four months? Four months that we've been producing content and releasing it and just enjoying the ride as we go along. (laughs) Well, I listened to... uh... Actually, the the first episode titled The Clap, which is hysterical. I I think I must have spit out my coffee at least like two or three times. (laughs) It's a good way to to get to know each of as individuals, you know, and then jump into the game. But, oh, my gosh, I was... I was laughing so hard because doing a podcast myself, I understand the ins and outs of of all of the audio things. And and just, you know, to have all of you get together to to start recording, it was just hysterical. So for for those... For those listening, um, you have to listen to the first episode. I, I think it, it will be just funny just in relating to the situation and, and just because your personalities come through, and it's a good starter to the show. But, oh, thank uh, you. All, yeah. You're welcome. We really there, like that. All, we really like that. <laughs> we we agree that a, our personalities definitely show through on that. Yeah, well, did you know now that the product, the Clapper, they have a Darth Vader oh, version yeah. now? Do they, do they really? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I just saw it on television, so maybe when I reach my 80s, I'll be able to get the Darth Vader version <laughs> just so I could hold yeah. on to my youth. That's fantastic. And then, then you can just play our episode to turn everything on and off because there's so many claps in there. 
<laughs> I think we even I think that there is even a joke about people listening with clappers in it. So that's just that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we we knew right out of the gate that whatever we were gonna do, it was gonna be quite the experiment because the only one of us who's had any sort of podcasting experience is Alex. He used to do a movie review podcast with a couple of his friends and then just him trying to dictate to us when to clap and yeah we figured out better methods after that. <laughs> <laughs> how often are you releasing episodes do you have a specific date and is it weekly bi-weekly or once a month or just whenever you could all get together and put something together well, due to the nature of Dungeons and Dragons, our recording sessions we record for about two hours, so we can get about anywhere from two to four episodes out of that. So we actually have been releasing weekly over the holidays. We had a little bit of a bump here and there due to like family issues and whatnot, but we we're trying we try our best to get episodes out every Monday, every week. That's that's kind of the pattern that we've been following. So we're just – I you, actually just wrapped up editing the newest episode today, so we're going to be launching the new episode on Monday. Awesome. So are you continuously looking for guests to, to come on the show as well, or is it just something that a bunch of you play together? Do, do you allow people to to join in on the game? We've definitely been circling that idea for a while about getting guests on the show. We would love to do it. There are several story ideas that are being talked about. We have a couple of people who are interested, and we need to get together and like iron out the, the details, but we definitely are looking for people to sit in on, on, on a couple episodes here and there because we love Dungeons & Dragons, and we want to play with as many people as possible, so... Yeah, there's a tweet that's pinned to our account about emailing us if if anybody's interested. So if anybody wants to go to friends, the letter N flares at Twitter, you'll find that at the top of our page and our email is in there. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the process for recording and editing your shows? Uh, Do you have any equipment that you use or editing tools, what do you specifically uh, use? I know it's it's probably uh, different for each of you because you're in different locations and you use different products, but how does that come together? So we were doing, well, we all tried to like record our own separate audio tracks and then that's why we did the whole clap thing to like line up audio. But we've kind of fallen away from that because Alex records his audio and all of us over Skype. So we all get on Skype and he records all our audio on one track and all his on another. And that all goes through audacity. Alex and I both use snowball blue snowball mics. I'm not sure what Tony's using. He's using some sort of microphone, and Zach's using a headset, like a gaming headset mic. So we all record 
over Skype, and then we take the audio, and we have a rotation where one of us will take a, a session, either Alex, Zach, or myself, and we'll listen through the audio. We will pick out what we think is a good end point for an episode, and then we'll just use Audacity to edit all down, uh, mix it, compress it, all that stuff. And I also record all the recaps, and we put that in front, add some music, add it to Anchor, and Bob's your uncle, we have an episode. (laughs) (laughs) In what way has podcasting improved or changed your life? I would definitely say podcasting has changed my life in the idea that I'm network networking, if I can speak, networking with so many people. I mean, it's gotten me to talk to you. It I did earlier this month, I did a movie review for the podcast One Movie Punch. I did a review on Young Frankenstein. On Twitter, were, or I, I, I managed the Twitter account too. There's this podcasting group called Pod Nation. So it's a bunch of independent podcasting people, and we all chat, and we all help each other by bumping up and liking, retweeting, all sorts of stuff. And it's it's just an amazing community just being in this independent crowd. Like I didn't realize this was out there until we decided, let's make a podcast. And now I'm just like, I'm in it. And I've, I've, it's so interesting to me that uh, I've kind of put on this, this hat of being a social media networking person. I never thought it would happen, but here I am trying to uh, make tweets that go viral and all that technical stuff. <laughs> 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 I mention this a lot that the podcasting community is very supportive for the most part. I think that everyone, especially the independent podcasters, really uh, want others to succeed and to see their shows get listened to. I know a lot of them, some of them have tens of thousands of downloads, and some just get 30 downloads an episode. It really doesn't matter because you're still reaching someone. So I think, you know, to have support behind you in in any way, shape, or form is really satisfying too. Absolutely. I mean, we right now, our, our last episode, we haven't hit 10 listens yet. But on our analytics, it's crazy that there are people in Australia, New Zealand, United Kingdom, Ireland, Morocco, like, I never would have had that reach ever in my life. So it's just like such a surreal experience that there are people in these other countries listening to us mess up clapping. (laughs) (laughs) And what other misadventures we get into. It's just, it's crazy to think about, you know, when you actually take a minute to think about it. I know. I, I, even some of my episodes, I think U.S. is number one, and then I think Great Britain, and then China. So 
I don't know what that's about, but that's cool, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, hey, <laughs> I welcome you. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> even if you don't understand me, <laughs> yeah, which that's just that's it's the quite possible. Crazy part. Yeah, in China yeah. especially. <laughs> So uh, besides PodNation and Twitter, are there any other resources that have helped you along your way? Well, we've hopped on Facebook. There's a Facebook page there. Uh, But I get so caught up in Twitter that I kind of forget that we have the Facebook, which I think is true for a lot of podcasts. You know, Twitter is the main vein in how to get your, your show out. But we also have an Instagram page where we make memes based on our episodes and sometimes just D&D-related memes. And that I, I don't know if we've gotten any listens from that account, but we sure have gotten some great reactions on some of the memes that we've posted. Other than that, we're just – we use Anchor to distribute our podcast, so – that takes a huge chunk of work out for us because that's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Play and Lord knows what else they they got us on. Plus, I signed up for Stitcher and we have a Podchaser account and like I've I've just been signing up for basically anything to try and get our name out there. <laughs> So what would be the most challenging part about it for you? Getting the name out or just in general? Well, any anything related to podcasting in, in general. Well, for me, I, I honestly feel like the hardest part is the social media outreach. There have been so many times where I think I've created like an amazing tweet and like people are going to react to it and they're going to respond and then it just falls flat. It not, nothing ever ha- comes of it. It's, it's pretty disheartening, but you can't take it personally. That's the one thing I, I've learned is, you know, you just, you got to take your shots and if it hits, it hits. If it doesn't try to think of something else. I've also scaled back because I was just like, so obsessed with getting Twitter interactions that my other co-hosts were just like, dude, you need to calm down. And I was like, all right, <laughs> fine, fine. I'll take a step back. I won't try and get as interactive as other people. I'm just going to scale it back to, you know, whatever, whenever we have new content and just plug that as much as I can. But, you know, it it does get pretty draining to always think of like creative ways to say the same thing of hey listen to our episode here here and here rate and subscribe (laughs) oh definitely i i usually put the same thing over and over again and i'm i get frustrated sometimes like how can i say this (laughs) that makes it sound fun and splashy and unique and new <laughs> and I yeah, usually wind do, up saying the same thing anyway. How do I throw a anyway. coat of paint on this rusted out car? Like, right. You know, you just got to make it work somehow. And even if it's even if it's not the most creative thing, as long as you're getting the word out, I guess that's half the battle anyway. 
It's just like going to a restaurant and ordering the same thing over and over again when the last time you said, oh, next time I come here, I'm going to order something different. But then you, the next time you get there, you order the same thing because <laughs> because you can't stop. Oh, it's just comfort food. <laughs> <laughs> it's your security yeah, well, blanket. Yes, of course right, I'll get exactly. the chicken and broccoli. It's what I always get. <laughs> <laughs> what do you wish you had known about podcasting when you started out? Would it be more of the uh, social media aspect or anything else? I actually, for me personally, I can't speak for my other co-hosts, but for me personally, it would it would definitely be the whole social media thing. I already had a bit of a background with audio. When I was in college, I actually took some recording classes. I minored in, in recording. So I, I, I'm kind of familiar with some of the editing techniques and some of the, the tools that podcasters use to like make everything sound good and sweet. So I wasn't too worried about that or any of the recording stuff. My whole obsession has just been like cracking this enigma code of Twitter and followers and retweets and all this other stuff it's it's so it's just so much <laughs> it's there's just so much and you know you always you always find like articles of like the 20 things to do to gain or to up your outreach on twitter it's like post 10 times a day it's like, well i work eight hours a day and where I work, I don't have access to Twitter on my phone because I'm 90 feet underground. So, like, there goes that. <laughs> and to try and schedule out, like, 10 buffer posts, that's just no thank you. <laughs> wow, that's pretty interesting, 90 feet underground, huh? <laughs> wow. Yes. Yes. Are you uh, in a bunker uh, or called, something? <laughs> it's called Iron Mountain. It's, it used to be an old limestone mine and contractor, so yeah. I visit Key West a lot. It's about maybe five or six hour drive for me, so I don't know if you would consider that that close, but the Hemingway house is built from 10 layers of limestone, and when Hurricane Irma came, everyone was so concerned about the Hemingway cats and the, the house and they said, look, this house has been here since the late 1800s, early 1900s. It's built of, of 10 layers of limestone. It's not going anywhere. So don't worry about that. <laughs> so yeah. sure enough, yeah, actually, the hurricane came and <laughs> nothing happened to the house. And the cats, they said, were just fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, Uh Actually, Iron Mountain, after it closed down as a limestone mine, it actually became like a bunker for CEOs and stuff during the 50s. And then they renovated it into office spaces, and now they rent out those spaces to, like, government contractors and stuff. So that's where yeah, I'm at. So I, <laughs> so I was right. It was a bunker. <laughs> yes, yes, you were right. It was at one time a bunker. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so what advice would you give to someone who wants to podcast, whether it's Dungeons and Dragons or talking about their pet cat? Uh, any advice I could give, 
I would say make sure you are comfortable with your setup. Don't try and start jumping two feet into something that you don't know what you're doing. I mean, Audacity is a pretty easy editing tool, but it's also it also can be super complicated. So definitely get used to your tools before you try and make a huge endeavor out of a podcast. And I would also recommend trying to be as familiar with Twitter as possible. I mean, I had my own personal Twitter account before this podcast, but I never really used it. So I just like took on this mantle for this for our podcast and I had no idea what I was getting into you know even though I kind of grew up with this whole social media wave Twitter was the one thing I always avoided because I never understood it I still don't really understand it but now I'm trying to understand it (laughs) you know so it's it's crazy Instagram is the one that does it for me what the hell do I do with that (laughs) But I guess it depends on where you look Because there are a lot of podcasters on Facebook Who don't use Twitter and Instagram as much And, you know, it it circles around The same thing with Instagram A lot of people use Reddit But I primarily focus on Twitter and Facebook Because those are the ones that I am comfortable with Just like, you know, we were talking about the restaurants (laughs) You know, you mentioned uh, the podcast Critical Role. Um, What other podcasts do you listen to that you really like or have inspired you at all? Okay, well, I guess before I got into, you know, my own podcasting adventures, the one podcast I listened to a lot was The Adventure Zone. I don't, are you familiar with that show? Yes. With the McElroys? Yeah. Yes. I, I listened to the, their their first D&D campaign. I kind of drifted off with the second one, but I'm, I hear the new one's pretty interesting, so I might be jumping back into that. There's a comedy podcast called My Dad Wrote a Porno that I was really into. It's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. It says exactly what the title says. A son is reading his dad's no, erotic novel with his friends it's horrible they make fun of it it's it's hysterical so that's one of my favorites another since getting into the podcast realm i've been listening to a lot of independent ones some of my favorites are the what should we watch podcast it's a married couple and they watch movies and they talk about them and then they debate them and they have like polls on Twitter and Instagram and they make it fun and interactive. I just, I just love listening to that. They're, they're really fun to listen to. There's the state of Ison podcast out of New Zealand. They're, they're a great D and D podcast that I listen to. And Wheeler Woe is another one. They were one of the first podcasts to reach out to us on Twitter to like welcome us to the community and I thought that was really cool. And they actually play Pathfinder, which I've never dealt with before. So it's kind of interesting to see how the other side lives 
you know people that play Pathfinder versus D and D, and it's a, it's a great podcast. It's a lot of great people, a lot of great personalities, and that's just a short list. I have so many that I'm subscribed to that I I don't have enough hours in the day. <laughs> I wish I had. <laughs> Isn't that true? <laughs> There's so mm-hmm. many. <laughs> I yes, mean, there are. Eight- 800,000, I think, at this point. That's so many. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, probably with the explosion of podcasting, it'll probably be in the millions by the end of uh, 2020, I think. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> so uh, is there anything that I didn't cover that you'd like uh, to add about Friends and Flayers? Mm. Mm. I mean, I think we covered all of it. Just that, you know, we're just a bunch of good friends. We're having fun. And I just hope that other people are having fun listening to us. And I I really appreciate you having me on your show. I appreciate you being on the show. So remind people how they could find your podcast on social media and ultimately listen to it, too. Yes, well, as previously mentioned, we are on Twitter, friends, the letter N as in Nancy, Flayers. We are on Facebook, friends and Flayers. Instagram, friends underscore and underscore Flayers. And we have our podcast streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, that's all I can think of right now. But we're on all the major platforms. Google Play is another one I just thought of. So you just well, Google friends and flares in Google, you'll find us. <laughs> <laughs> that That's the best way to do it, I think. Mm-hmm. So, Joel, I thank you so much for being on your podcast, Jermaine. I Thank you for your time. I know it's busy during the holiday season to, to find time to – talk to people and uh, get things scheduled, but mm-hmm. I, it, it's been great speaking with you about your podcast. Well, it's been great talking to you, too. Thanks for listening to your podcast, mine. We'll chat soon. Dear Diary, it's been three months since I became famous. Since the day my dreams came true, since my life changed forever, that means three months to... Think about the perils of stardom, the pitfalls of celebrity, and how my life just went straight to hell. (laughs) None of that happened, because being famous is like the greatest thing ever. She was an unknown actress way back in season one. Now she is really famous and her life is much more The Carlotta Botox Chronicles returns January 20, 2020. This whole fame thing is going to be a total no-brainer.